Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to Junk Time AFL Podcast for bye week 2020. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who found himself on the wrong side of the law this week. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day, Michael. Um, how are you? It's good, it's good to be free, my friend, to be free, to be out from the, uh, the confines of the Frankston Police Station. Uh, I thank you to our <laughs> Patreon su- subscribers who help pay for my bail. Now, um, I know it's going to be in the courts, so we can't say too much about what uh, is going down. Yeah, we can't give you name, your details, you know, your Twitter account, your Facebook details, your bank account. <laughs> we can't do that kind of stuff. But the pub you Nothing live near. Nothing like that. But there's an article on the uh, Fox Footy website if you want to read about uh, my um, trials and tribulations of the last few weeks. It says here a footy fan has been arrested and charged with stalking an AFL umpire leaving, quote, menacing voicemails <laughs> after obtaining the whistleblower's phone number. Now, oh, God. you tell me, all right, so I, I, got, I got the umpire's number, right? I won't uh-huh. say how. I don't want to tip people into it. This is about me and the dirty low dog motherfucker that I <laughs> rang up right now. You tell me which bit of this <laughs> is menacing, right? So I said... Hello, I won't say the umpire's name because he'll fucking have another hissy fit and I'll get more charges thrown in my direction. Yeah, sure. Does it rhyme with uh, Drazer Dre? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could do. Maybe it doesn't. And anyway, I said, if you pay another disgusting holding the ball decision in Carlton's inside 50 in the last quarter, I will hunt you down and I will burn you alive in your family house. Now, you tell me. Also, good job uh, in the Adelaide versus Brisbane game the other week. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Now, you tell me yeah. which bit of that is... I was mucking around. I was having a few laughs, you know. You're, you're pumping them up. The fu- <laughs> They've lost the art of the joke, these... Um, it was three in the morning. Uh-huh. It was the 17th call. Uh-huh. I called from his driveway. <laughs> and all these things the AFL was saying is illegal. But can I just say, uh, it was between July 31st and August 1st. Now, I had reason, I had an exemption to be allowed outside the five-kilometre radius of my house. Yep. Now, all the fucking... i tell you what, mate. When the cops are against you, geez, they make up a lot of charges. <laughs> they said that uh, some of the things that uh, were thrown at his house had my DNA in them. What? No. Like, witch hunt. Mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a witch hunt. So oh, anyway, dude, it's so yeah. amazing. I mean, I, 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 I shouldn't be laughing, but I can't help laughing that some t- person has allegedly um, mm. <laughs> stalked an umpire. <laughs> yeah, if found guilty, the man faces up ten to years. ten years jail. Ten years, and there's ten years. detectives from the Sporting Integrity Intelligence Unit. Then I'm yeah, we're I, not making that bit up actually. No, that no, is they're the not AFL Black Ops, unit. but they're. 
from yeah. there's literally a group called Sporting Integrity Intelligence Unit who had to kind of deal with this uh, 39 year old man who yeah. <laughs> was harassing. Got my umpire. age wrong. I do look young. Thank you. <laughs> do look young for my age. Oh, dude. I mean, fuck, man. Like, I mean, how? I mean, I mean, allegedly, everything, everything's allegedly. Mm, like, absolutely. Just like, what, what? How do you? How do you call an umpire? Like, like. Oh my god, mate! It's it's easy to do. You think about it, right? Had you had back in the day, had you had Wayne Jackson's phone number, would you have gone to the trouble of writing him a letter, or would you have gone straight through to uh, Wayne Jackson here? How can I help you? Uh, g'day, Mr. Jackson. Uh, Michael Chamberlain here, disgruntled Hawthorne supporter. <laughs> I've got a few suggestions for you. That would have been the easy way to it. it. It it saves time. You get an immediate response. And that's all I wanted was for the umpire. He could have called me back. Yeah, I didn't sure. call from a private number. Uh-huh. He had my number. But did he call me back? No, he didn't have the guts. Maybe I said, you call me back, I'll fucking murder you. But, you know, he, he could have called me back. Mate. He could have texted me. Could have done something. But no, he's too scared <laughs> to fucking, you know, it's, it's a back and forth. I would have taken, I was giving him feedback. I would have expected it coming back my way. It was like a leading teams kind of situation. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, no, you're just being honest. Like, I mean, you you got the um the, the you had a talking stick with you. I did have the talking <laughs> stick, which I said I would wrap around his skull <laughs> if he didn't pay another chopping the arms against Harry Mackay. No, I mean, you know. yeah, you're pretty much collective mind, mate. You're collective mind. You were helping I am collective him. Mind. Oh, it's dude. actually a little bit of a sad time for us at the moment because usually the pre-finals buy that is. That is junk time week. That is the week when we have a couple of special guests. We get together with some of our closest junk timers at the European Beer Cafe. Mm. We've been robbed. And, and you, you look at the things that have been taken away from people this year. I think easily that would be the biggest thing in people's minds. I think that'd be the worst. Like there are a lot of parents and the like talking about, you know, how they have a deal with home, homeschooling and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, obviously yeah. there's uh, financial situations are very grave for many people. Uh, not us by the fact we're doing very well. But mm. um, but the idea that, you know, people couldn't sit down on a Sunday afternoon and uh, have a froth and uh, listen to it and watch a junk time live show is uh, particularly heartbreaking, I think, for everybody in the in the country right now. I think it is. But you know what uh, You know what almost undoes that is the fact that we have Mike Brady performing in a grand final. Now, Dude. I don't know how they've orchestrated this. Brilliant <laughs> from the AFL. What a coup. Just go, <laughs> it was a coup. It was a coup. Do you re- how long do you reckon they held out? Do you reckon they go, do we have to fucking... Well, so we, we talked about Brady? three weeks ago, I think it was. We talked about mm. Mike Brady said that he was more than willing to drive up on his Vespa to Queensland. Yep. And do the quarantine because he was so keen to perform at the grand final. Which, uh, which, I mean, let's be honest. Mike Brady has never been keen to perform at a grand final ever before. No. No, usually he does it against his will. They're like, Mike, do it. He's like, I can't. I've got, I've got friends yeah. come around. They go, mate, you're going to have to let him down. He's like, fucking hell, these people, they're starting to hate me. It's like, it's like 40 years in a row that I've been, uh, you know, jibbing them. I say next year and they go, no, you're back. Yeah, yeah. They kind of appeal to his sense of the game. So they say, Mike, mm. you know, you've got to do it for the people. And he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. And he's like, also like, what, what song would you possibly want me to do? I, I don't know which <laughs> one to do. Yeah. But he's actually going to perform at the grand final. But actually, it could be quite effective, Adam, as I raise my voice weirdly. Um, mm. Just by the fact he will be performing in an empty MCG. And I think they say they're going to have the Queensland Symphony Orchestra um, performing kind of with him, via Link. Which I think it could actually could be quite effective, like a lit-up MCG and a, an unloaned Mike Brady. That is true. Do you think if you're a part of the... Um 
the QSO, as mm-hmm. they are known. Yeah, wow. If you're in there and you sit down and you have trained for years, since you're a child, you're a child prodigy yeah, gotcha. on the violin. Mozart, Chopin. And then Chopin. you finally... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You make it. You've learned all the symphonies, all the great Germans and Austrians and... And you, you Czechoslovakians, you've come, you've you've studied for years. Sure, you've sure. Yeah, you want your friends. You want to play the, in the you know, the Vienna Opera and all the like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then someone hands you the sheet music for Up There Kazali. <laughs> you just go, what have I done? What what has my life become? This is fucked. For a game that you do not follow one way whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. You're just like fucking hell. And uh, hang on, is he? Who, uh, who's Roy? Who's Roy Kazali? Uh, what? Uh, one day in September. What? But it's so, October. Okay, so he's performing. He's on the G. He's gonna be on the MCG. Yeah. So why? Why is he? I mean, that's just the kind of theatre of it all. But it's a very odd thing to go. Why don't you stand at an empty ground with no atmosphere? That's going to be really sort of weird for you to be on at twilight. Well, that's why I think it could be quite effective, actually. And I think you talked about maybe changing it up a little bit. So maybe it could be a little bit like uh, Eric Clapton kind of unplugged. So they might be doing like a bit of a, uh, a hipper, hipper, cooler oh, okay. version of One Day in uh, uh, Up There Kazali. Sorry. Um, yeah. So th- I think he was saying like he might try and you know mix with the um, you know the uh, orchestration a bit. I uh, see. I would have preferred, like you know, that Fremantle Docker guy who plays on the top of the um, oh, yeah, sure. stadium. Plays so you got Mike Brady up there. You go. You give him. See, so haven't given him enough notice, but you tell him for next year. You go, Mike. Start growing your hair, right? So by September of 2021, you cut to Mike Brady. He's up there, and it's like a fucking nine-minute solo <laughs> before before he gets into up there, Kazali. You know, almost like. Uh, November rain when uh, Slash is on the edge of the cliff. Really good point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think they have a wedding and a funeral in that film clip and I think it only goes for about 47 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have Mike, okay, which is good, which mm. is good. And I, I, I'm, I'm not sure what the other plans are because they haven't they haven't announced like pre-game or halftime yet, like in terms of who were they going to... Oh, yeah, that's be. actually a really good point because everyone was kind of saying it should be Powderfinger and Powderfinger go, went, hey, we're not doing it. Here's a list of bands that no one has ever heard of. Yeah, Please sure. choose them. And the AFL went, uh, thanks, Powderfinger. Oh, we we lost that list, mate. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry, Mr. Finger. It's gone. Yeah, so we know Agro is tossing the coin. Okay, that's all we know <laughs> so far. <laughs> yep. have, there was an article during the week, or just uh, yesterday, I think, actually, about uh, a little bit of concern about the AFL wanting to hire dancers, but they, wow, don't, hire. Wanna, mm. they don't want to pay them. Well, they've called for volunteers. So I, I think basically... People have kicked off saying, you know, in this COVID era that we need to get paid and that, um, you know, the, the economy's fucked, basically, and you can't be asking for volunteers. But I think that at almost every event that you've got your, your top-tier dancers, they're the ones who are next to, you say, your Mike Brady, they're, you know, yep, yep. kicking and flipping and doing whatever. And then you've got your, your grunt workers at the bottom, you know, that fill out the crowd. And you can't pay all of those. They've paid 60 million bucks for fucking... You know, hubs, they, they haven't got, AFL hasn't got cash to burn. That's a really what good point, actually. What AFLX? Because I think if they, whatever pre-game or kind of entertainment they have planned, I think there would mm. be like a core group who kind of are on camera and in the thick of the action. But yeah, then so there's say like, you dancing sharks yeah. alongside Katy Perry. They're fucking paid. There's no doubt about that. Yep, yep, yep. But then like, actually, it's a good question because you know how they always have a mosh pit at the Super Bowl? 
yeah. imagine they get paid by the fact that, and actually, I think at award shows like the Grammys and stuff like that, I imagine they get paid as well by the fact that they behave themselves. Oh no! See, see, I don't think that the people um, would misbehave because I think, like, say you you're a, you're a child. Cast your mind back to when you were twelve. If someone had to said to you, you get to be in the pre-game entertainment for the grand final. Yep. You would have been like, fuck yeah, I'm doing that. Are you kidding me? I get to run out on the on the Gabba. Uh, I'd already be saying, Adam, that uh, um, <laughs> I'm already going because uh, my team's yeah. playing in it. <laughs> yeah. so, and, that, and that's where you go. That, that, that's, that's where you go. It's okay to beat children. <laughs> well, um, famously... But are they saying, like, is it, is, it, is it professional dancers who have kicked off? Is that the issue? Well, I think actually, I think that the, the, the aim has been... a slightly off in a slight way by the fact uh, I think people are kicking it off at the um, the dance studio organisation. Um, mm. It's a powerful organisation. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, you know, again, the wrong side of dancers. But um, so I think uh, it's it's not an AFL directive, I suppose. It's more of a directive from yep. the dance studio. So, I mean, Dancegate 2020. I mean, it's, it was about to happen, wasn't it? I mean, first... Uh, yeah, I f- guess so. First we had the Masked Singer. Now we have uh, Dancegate number two. But it, it's it tough. What about I? I, I believe Sydney Stack said that uh, he knew some dancers. That um, <laughs> he said uh, he said they didn't really charge, but you kind of just gave them a tip for whatever they did, and he said they would be happy to dance. Yeah, it just had to be a twenty. Like they went fast. Like <laughs> um, cash though. Uh, cash. Yeah, cash. Got to be cash. Um, but famously, Nathan Buckley appeared in pre in halftime entertainment at the nineteen eighty nine grand final. Yeah. So, like I'm saying, you you want to do it. It's an exciting thing, and I think as a as a young dancer, I would have um, you know reveled in the chance to you know dan- dance before a grand final. And then also, I think part of that 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 routine that Nathan Buckley was part of in '89, it was almost like mm. a bit of a a pitch, I suppose, for the Olympic Games for Melbourne for 1996. Oh, okay. So they eventually went to Atlanta. And um, that 15 minutes proved that it was very lucky that we didn't get the Olympic Games because it would have been fucking <laughs> Yeah. Uh, trouble in Adelaide, mate. Trouble in Adelaide. Always trouble in Adelaide, Michael. It's a, it's a, it's a dangerous town. That's what I tell you. We don't like to see this kind of stuff. So at the CBD, uh, let's say Saturday night, I'm not totally sure. Uh, early this morning. You know what? Go. I'm going to say Saturday night and I'm going to say post BNF. Uh, well, good point, but it says early this morning, so Monday morning. So maybe it was a big BNF for the two of them. Um, well, depending on what they had in their pocket, it may have been Saturday night, and they were still, uh, you know, Brad carrying on. Brad Crouch and Tyson Stengel were stopped by police and allegedly caught in possession of an illicit substance in the city early this morning. Um, so they haven't been charged. Um, no, it's as a, but they would be cancelled. Or oh, imagine that cancelling. That would be um, as a footy player, just be there going, "Oh, don't cancel me." I mean, I know I did wrong, but oh, the cancelling. Yeah. Sure. Why do you think you did wrong, Brad? Oh, don't ask me the, don't ask me the tough questions like cancelling. Yeah, sure, sure. It'd be. I think the question would be like, "Hmm, okay, guys. So you make about five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars a year." And yeah. you live in a town of two football teams and you have no repercussions for your actions whatsoever. So why did you feel the need to take drugs? 
Uh, it also says like, the club has come out and said, you know, the well-being of Brad, Brad and Tyson is also paramount. So, look, I think they're well, but they're, I think they're flying. <laughs> they don't yeah. need they don't need the club's help. I mean, maybe today they do because they'd be like, you know, coming down a little bit. They're a little bit <laughs> yeah. sad, but they don't know why they're sad. They're just like they got they just got the twenty-four hour stare, just staring into the distance, going, oh wow. They go, you thinking about the crow season? They're going, oh yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, why, it. why are they worried about their well-being? It's like they've been laughing for like 48 hours, so they're fine. Yeah. I mean, no, they been... were hugging each other when they were, they were hugging the cops when they were arrested. These guys yeah, are really they're happy. <laughs> they're a bit chattery, but you know, <laughs> Lorian's talking. <laughs> yeah. And then we have... And uh, having played for the Crows this season, I reckon, you know what? You give them a... I reckon you give them a little bit of a free pass there. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. I do find it... You know, Brad Brad Crouch has been under a lot of pressure. He doesn't know whether he's staying in Melbourne or he's going to go to Geelong. There's talk of him going all over the country. He's basically... uh, You're picking on a homeless man. I do find it interesting, though, that they haven't been charged by the fact that they've been caught with stuff. Unless it's marijuana. Feel like they let's might say let, it's let you not. off for that. Let's just yeah, yeah no, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I feel like the cops would let you off for marijuana. But but they, also I, in in South Australia, isn't uh, isn't the old uh, hooch? Isn't the old weed the mull? Isn't that uh, decriminalised? Yeah, it could be. It could be. Uh, well, that's you know, if you get caught with you know less than an amount. I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm talking to you, mate. Like you run the business. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, but mate, I'm at the. I'm a seller. I'm not an owner. <laughs> yeah, so sure. You're in the hardest stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and the quantities that I move are apparently illegal. Yeah, sure. Gotcha. Yeah, because, mm. I mean, you don't have a lot of land where you are, so you kind of – it's hard to grow. <laughs> so you, you may concentrate on the, the chemicals and the storage and the – Yeah, that's the right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, I need, I, need a, uh, I need a large farm that doesn't um, keep uh, – you don't – you don't want neighbours that are worried about a pill press going 24-7. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. You know, they're like coming over going, can you turn that pill press down? You go, oh, fuck, mate. I, I just got a, I got a batch. Yeah, I got sure. a batch. And if the, the, the angels, as I like to call them, if they don't get the batch, man, I tell you what, you'd be fucking, you'd be, you'd be complaining about more than, than a pill press noise, I tell you. Yeah, you're, you're kind of in a situation where like uh, you, well, it's very difficult to grow baby formula, I suppose. To it is mixed with your product, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, yeah, when I go into a supermarket to buy hundreds of kilos of baby formula to extend my product, <laughs> all of a sudden people go, oh, "Are you sending that off? Are you sending that offshore?" I'm like, "Mate, it's staying here. It's going back into our economy." It's Australian no bought, it. Australian owned, mate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no one gives me a pat on the back for what I'm doing for the fucking economy, do they? No, oh, you're a bloody patriot. <laughs> Oh, mate, the amount of baby laxative I have put back into this nation. Yeah, for sure. And by the Southern Cross tattoo you have on your shoulder, you're a bloody patriot. That's what you are. I am a patriot, yeah. Um, People ignore that. And we, I'll tell you who's a bloody patriot. We talk, Ted Fordham. I know. We are talking Essendon. He came out during the week. He. Um, I mean, you, you expect if Essendon's going badly, yeah. you go, oh, here we go. Not, you know, trot out. Mr. Fucking Renter quote, Ted Fordham, here he comes. <laughs> bang, 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 there goes Fordham. Old, old Two Guns Fordham, they call him. You know, even though I shot off three then, he reloaded. But he came out this week and has absolutely unloaded on the Essendon Football Club. And you just sit back and you go, yeah, classic Fordham, man. Yeah. Classic. He, he broke his silence. He couldn't hold it back anymore, Adam. Like, no, he, he, I mean, he, he sat on it for 55 <laughs> years. <laughs> 
And he came out and he teed off on Joe Danaher. And it was the... I mean, I, well, obviously, I mean, everybody knows we're talking about the uh, former Bombers vice president who kicked seven goals mm. in the club's 1965 grand final. I mean, everybody. What are you even saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah, again? I know. I feel for our, for our overseas listeners. Okay, gotcha. I gotcha. feel stupid saying it out loud. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. we got taught the shit at school, but Fordham kicking seven in the in the grand final in '65. Like, oh, mate, you know what surprised me the most is that uh, Ted Fordham's alive. <laughs> but he teed off on Joe Danaher is that he thinks he's bigger than the club, and when mm. a bloke gets to that stage, you bloody got to get rid of him. You only have to look at his last 11 games and stats. He's done nothing and he thinks he's a superstar. I mean, that's strong. Yeah, he does. I mean, Fordham's come out strongly before, but I mean, I haven't heard words like that from Fordham in the past. Nah, nah. but then he sort of did did sort of temper that. He said, I can't say anything bad about him as a person because he doesn't know him. But as a player at the Essendon Football Club, I think he has set a very, very bad example. Yeah, gotcha. So so I can't say anything bad about him as a person. So in the mm. previous two lines, he said he thinks he's bigger than the club, okay? That's a pretty <laughs> fucking bad thing to say about a bloke. And then yep. he's done nothing and he thinks he's a superstar. And then he goes, <laughs> I can't say anything bad about him as a person. Gee, you don't want to get on the yeah. wrong side of Fordham. He'll really fucking tee off in you one day. Well, you know what? The, that's uh, an indication of it. I think they should be worried about Fordham. I think he's got Alzheimer's. He's fucking teeing off in one hour. He's a fucking idiot, Joe Danaher. I'll tell you what, I really like Joe Danaher. You go, all right, Ted, you need another lie down, mate. <laughs> he's a loose cannon. So he spoke to the Herald Sun as part of the club's 55th premiership reunion they had on Zoom on Friday. That's pretty cool. So the Herald Sun have gone, we need someone to tee off on Essendon. We've gone through all the usual channels. Um, Tim Watson's probably had his say. I know Mick McGuan came out and said quite a bit about the Bombers. Bombers Everyone's had their crack. They go, we need one more. Bomber Thompson's not, not answering the phone. (laughs) <laughs> well, not Who else uh, is well, there? one of his phones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we don't have that number, though. We leave a message and sometimes <laughs> he'll call us back, but it's not always the same. Um, how did they get hold of Ted Fordham? Like, how did he How did he you pop up at uh, the Herald Sun's desk and go, mate, we've got an Essendon player. Oh, yeah, who have you got? You got fucking – because um, Dean Wallace has had a crack, you know. Who else you got? But bon- Mark Harvey, is he going to say anything? Oh, no, we've got Ted Fordham. Fuck, that doesn't ring any bells. Is he 80, 84, Premiership 85? Like it's 65, mate. And I okay. don't mean to disparage the man by the fact that, you know, he, he had a great career. He uh, played 128 games. He kicked uh, 214 goals, kicked seven in a grand final. But honest question, have you ever heard of him? Like, and then again, I'm not fucking having shit on Ted Fordham, but it's like if, if each grand final year, like you kind of, even if they're 55 years ago, you, you still know a few names that played in the game. I, I've never heard that name in my life. No, nor have I. And it's one of those ones, like you say, of, of that era you hear of the absolute superstars. Like we all know John Coleman, we know Norm mm. Smith, you know, the big names of that era. But I've never heard of Ted Fordham before. And I'll tell you what, he, for someone who he doesn't mind <laughs> Joe Danaher as a bloke, he picks it up later on. He says they should have let Joe Danaher go last year and got what they could for him. It sickens me. To see Zach Merritt and Andrew McGrath and Dylan Schill and a few of the others busting their balls to get the ball down and other blokes sitting on the fence like Danaher did in a game. So For someone who doesn't mind Joe Danaher, tell me what. <laughs> but he's a lovely guy. Ah, <laughs> <Joe Danaher. laughs> uh, Fordham. Good on you, mate. Hey, you uh, we had the big D listings at North Melbourne last week. And now we've Unbelievable got what's going on down at North. Like they have, they delisted 11. They've told mm. Sean Higgins to go 
um, test the waters, see what's out there. They've yeah. also told Ben Brown, which is just – have you seen a fall from grace in a season like that, like that rapidly? So apparently he had an offer of three years on the table at the start of this season for 900 grand a year, and he and his manager said, we want four – and we're not going to sign, and they didn't. And now he's going to get chopped around to a club for Dude. maybe what do you reckon, half a mil? Dude, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, they'll get them. They'll try and get him for as cheap as he can. But also at the start of the, I mean, well, during the year he talked about maybe this year being the last year. Maybe he wants to go home back to Tasmania or something like that. Um, yeah. But uh, but for the last three years he kicked sixty goals plus, and I think finished in the mix with Coleman. Didn't actually win one, but now it's like. Mate, can you imagine having a, a deal on the table of that much money, you know, in March and then by September, <laughs> it's fucking gone. Like they've gone, okay, fuck off. Remember that Dusty story a few years ago when he started chopping himself around to the um, the Giants and then yes. had to come back to Richmond and be like, mm, they don't want me. And they were like, oh, cool, okay, um, I'm going to write a number down and you're going to fucking take it. <laughs> <laughs> But Not just now. in the space of what, it's been six months, yeah. he has, and th- a lot of it through no fault of his own. Like, it's not, not exactly North Melbourne were flying and he had a shocker. Yeah. It, you know, they weren't exactly kicking the ball to him. He was a little bit out of form. He couldn't find it back. He injures himself. And you go from a three-year guaranteed contract to you're basically out of a job. And now teams yeah. are going, eh, maybe we'll take him. We might give you a fifth rounder for him. Yeah, yeah, and you've got a you got a um, a smell on you now, don't you? Like if yeah, your own club through, is through saying, no you know, fault of off. your own. Yeah, yeah. But you know, with but all we're the, okay. So the uh, question without notice: oh, where dude. are where are North Melbourne getting all these replacement players from? So they've delisted eleven. They want to get rid of Brown, obviously, and they're trying to get rid of Polek. And I imagine they'll try and offload Aaron Hall if they can. So there's fourteen players. You go to the draft, you probably get what five. Maybe a couple of rookies. I think you go to draft, you can get as many as you want just by the fact you need to fill up your list. Yeah, you get a few rookies, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but, but you know, by the end of it, it could be like just North Melbourne picking by itself, you know, with pick 81, 82, oh, yeah. 84. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with uh, getting rid of all the money uh, mm. that they don't have to pay these people anymore, you know what North Melbourne will have. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> they can have yes, a war chest. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, mate. They've already got a war chest. <laughs> the fabled war chest. Fucking hell, can you imagine the size of this team's war? They're going to be more war chest than football team. They had a war chest back in like 2016. (laughs) How big is that fucking war chest now? Yeah, mate. And I'll tell you what, when you've got a war chest, you've got to use it properly. They go, oh, yeah, we've got a war chest. Let's get Jared Polak. And everyone else in the AFL went, "Uh, have him. That's fine. You're paying, really? That's what you're using your war chest on? It's a big war chest. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of what sort of war are you in? The war for the wooden spoon? <laughs> Fucking hell! It's like a king who kind of wasted all their money, you know. Like they need, they need, they've got a war warehouse at the moment. <laughs> like it is fucking. They are so full of money. North Melbourne, they're like the candy man. Like, they're just fucking <laughs> splashing out money everywhere. They go fucking, all the players are going to rock up in fucking Lamborghinis. They go, just fucking, we need to, we need to reach the, 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 the salary cap. Oh, it's so awesome. The war chest. Because that's the other thing. When they're getting rid of all this kind of big money that's uh, on their yeah. books, you have to pay to a certain amount of the salary cap. Yeah, you do, you? yeah. So someone, yeah. someone is going to have the best front-loaded uh, contract 
of all time. Yeah, sure. So like someone will get drafted and they'll be like, oh, you know, you, you're only allowed to pay like 90 grand a year. And North, yeah. North Melbourne are like, we're going to pay you $1.3 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to sign a category, category B rookie, uh, an ex-badminton um, uh, player. We're going to pay him $8 million in the first two games and we're signing him for 22 years. Gee, our AFLW team, like, they've all bought, like, $3 million houses. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what they could have bought? Batmobile. Batmobile. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. So that went, I think that went yesterday. So, yeah, backstory. So we all know the angry Addison Batmobile at the 1991 grand final where I watched my team. ba 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 da down and uh, <laughs> I was I was at that game as well. Yeah, sure, sure. Isn't that funny? Where were you sitting? Uh, so opposite grandstand side on the half forward flank, city end, I suppose. If there was an end, yeah, city is a strong term to use. <laughs> I know, I know, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was only like uh, six thousand <laughs> torpedo punts away from the city, but. City-ish end, I guess. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, Angry Anderson, Batmobile, came out sing Bound for Glory. Um, everybody laughed a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I remember a friend of the show, Limo, he did a couple of tours um, of Iraq or Afghanistan with um, Angry. And, oh, yeah. And, like, you know, he, he was a big big rock star, you know? Yeah, um, true. I remember well, those tattoos were huge. Um, but he talked about um, uh, he gets remembered two things, um, building playgrounds on a current affair. Of course. And the Batmobile, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I remember um, he was on a show that I worked on years ago, like 2011, and uh, I just had a chat, you know, a couple of drinks with him after in the green room because he um, toured with Guns N' Roses and stuff. So I was like, oh, Sirk, I'm going to – like he you know, hung up with ACDC, Metallica, yep. stuff like that. So he was telling me all the stories. And like the people, other you know friends were coming over and like you know, trying to quote-unquote save me. From being yeah you know, okay, but you're in being bumbled up and angry. But I'm like, no nah, man, it's fucking sick. Like I want to hear yeah. the story about how Axel would carry a gun because he thought people were going to kill him. So I was like, <laughs> this is fucking good stuff. <laughs> yeah, they they didn't think you were hearing. They thought you were hearing stories about um, building another playground out in Blacktown. Yeah, like if you opened with ah, oh, Michael, nice to meet you. Uh, anyway, I was on the Batmobile. And <laughs> I'd be like. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> But yeah, so it's but even then, I would want to know. I would want to know that story about the Batmobile. Like, how how did it come about? I know was there was there a Batman movie in '91? It must have been. Is that the Michael Keaton era? I think the Michael Keaton one came out in 1989. I'm going to go with, and so I reckon okay. 90, 92 might have been the sequel. So yeah, yeah, right. no, but just yeah, it was why choice, why did we yeah. go with the Batmobile? Like, what was the point of it? I can't even remember. No, no, I can't really remember either. Yeah, um, and so it's been bought by a consortium of people. Um, so I think about th- I heard a bit on the radio earlier today. So I think about thirty odd people got together and pitched in, you know, five hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they're not totally sure what they can do with it by the fact you can't drive it down the street. Um, but you. Well, it would be good, like if you wanted to go for a cruise and decapitate your whole family. Like it's a it's a great car for that. But also, I wonder, like, um, where do you, where can you put it? Like, um. Like, I mean, in the words of Indiana, Indiana Jones, it belongs in a museum. Like, do you put it in the AFL, uh, in the uh, sports museum, the MCG, or... Yeah, I think museum? it belongs somewhere. I don't think it should be in the hand of punters because then it could be lost. It's, you know, it's it's a moment in time, a tragic one, but it's one that we should be 
celebrating or mocking every few years and so school children can come through and be like, what do you mean? What do you mean someone drove that onto the field? What, what the fuck happened? What I happened that year, Australia? I, I do remember, I think it might have been 2015. I feel like it might have been 2015 when they um, did the grand final and you know how they have like kind of a bigger and bigger kind of, you know, uh, kid zone and, you know, events yep. going on. I feel yep, like yep. the Batmob- I feel like the Batmobile was on display then, or one of those. As years. it should be. Yeah, yeah. But look for at for future that. generations to see like a car with a, a velour couch in the back. And you know what? I have a feeling that that was to bring back to the Olympics again. Mm. I have a feeling like there was an Olympic theme by the fact that Robert DeCastello was there, Lisa and Dirkie was there. Um, I feel like I there was right. like, I feel like there was like an Olympic theme, almost like kind of you know we're sending our athletes off to Barcelona or something like that. So by then, by then would would they have picked the games? I think they've picked the games by then. But I think there was an Olympic theme. It was like you know we're we're bound for glory. Yeah, well, why don't you just focus on the fucking grand final? Well, that's how the about, thing. About, don't worry about the Olympics, you <laughs> fucking morons. <laughs> why is the AFL fucking so focused on the fucking Olympics? <laughs> but it's like, hey, how about you put out the game in fucking Queensland and New South Wales, mate? <laughs> uh, or was this one of those ones where they always go, I'll tell you what, it'd be a great uh, um, exhibition sport, AFL. And you go, well, no, it fucking wouldn't because <laughs> there'd be one country playing it, you fucking morons. <laughs> and if other countries did do it, we'd dominate and it would be shit and no one really wants to watch it. Just accept that it's an Australian indigenous <laughs> sport and it's not going around the world. Stop fucking trying to push it on everyone. Dude. Oh, mate. Uh, I mean, I mean, we hate to... Well, we've got some footballers in real life for you. Um, but sad news this week. Sad Sad note to end, almost end the show on this yeah. week. Yeah, I mean, and and I I find very little um, humorous about this man's last, you know, twenty four months. I find I find it hard <laughs> to find it hard to even smile or smirk. <laughs> I know, I know, but you know what? When you think back of his memory, it just brings a little. It just brings it warms your heart, and yeah. I'm not sure whether whether that's uh, the Vizen pulver <laughs> or what that is. It's just. You just feel good about yourself when you think of the name Jack Watts. Yeah, I and mean what he's brought what he's brought to the Junk Time AFL podcast. I reckon he's almost like our you know, I mean we've named our Adelaide Studios after him as it as it should have been and <laughs> yep. he's like a he's a, what would you say? He's our um our patron saint. I suppose so, yeah. I mean Ted Fordham has been unavailable for comment um about the end <laughs> of the career. But yeah, Jack Watts retired this week and um I suppose we want to give him a shout out and just say, Hey, for about a month or two you gave us a lot of entertainment. Um yeah. some entertainment that you maybe you didn't w- want yourself. Um Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, when <laughs> I mean Jack, when you Snorted the Weisenpulver off the cleavage of a German woman at Oktoberfest and then mm. filmed it and it got put on YouTube. It was just one of those moments where, you, you know, it's like, where were you? <laughs> oh, and it was an inspiration for young boys. Every young boy in the, in the you know, in playgrounds around Australia getting out the whiz fizz and, you know, yeah. calling over their mates, <laughs> going, oh, I want to be like Jack Watts, put it on your chest. And also the education to the young children out there by his, mm. his commitment to physical fitness, by the fact he loves swimming. He loves swimming, loves which swimming. I think is a great thing for all Australian children out there, just kind of, you know, do your, your backstroke, your breaststroke, your, you know, your, your uh, what's the one where you, you, um, you're doing the, 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 the big... Butterfly. Butterfly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he loved one. it. He loved every... 
every stroke that was available to him. Yeah, no. We, and you uh, know what else he taught us, Michael? He taught us to be really careful about technology in the cloud. He was big about that, yeah, for sure. Always. I mean, it sure. was afterwards. Mm-hmm. He probably should have been bigger on it earlier. <laughs> but, you know, when you're just trying to... When you're trying to help people out mm-hmm. by offering them home, some of them may be homeless. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But when you're offering someone a place to stay at three in the morning, yep. and all of a sudden people come for you and say you're a bad person, and you go, "I see a good person offering up a warm bed <laughs> to a potentially someone who could be sleeping on the street," <laughs> and that's overlooked. And we salute you, Jack Watts. And for also, your passion. I mean, we forget how good an actor he was by the fact that in some messages we saw that um, uh, there was a person who was in a nightclub and mm. Jack had to pretend that he didn't know that person. And you go, mm. that's his commitment to the arts as well. You know, we got to remember that as well. Well, that's just, you know, h- helping other people out. Maybe if um, he didn't want to get them in trouble, so say they go, oh, that's Jack Watts. And then someone goes, how do you know Jack Watts? He's like... I don't want any bar of that. I am an anonymous person. You know what? He, you know what? He didn't want to be known as Jack Watts. He just wanted to be an anonymous person. He just, he didn't love the fame, Michael. He just, he just wanted to to slide by into your DMs wherever he slid and just, <laughs> just get by in life. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't about being recognised. No, no, simple life for Jack. It was simple. Hey, a few footballers in real life uh, from Justin. Uh, my wife saw Nick Rewalt and three other men, in brackets, apparently look like they could have been footballers, at the North Road Playground in Brighton Beach. None of them wearing masks, in d- direct contradiction to the government orders. He was wearing shorts and a long sleeve T-shirt. Come on, Nick! Oh, that is not good enough. That is... Bloody I mean, hell. It's disappointing is what it is. Do you, actually, uh, with the announcement um, yesterday, do you still have to wear a mask outside? Uh, masks, yes, but I can get out, mate. I can be on the streets at 9.01 tonight. Fucking party time. Shit's And you know what I'm looking forward to is just catching up with my mates and just having a good old-fashioned red-hot picnic. Uh, you, you just miss it, you know? <laughs> when you just you and your mates just catch up and you go, you know what I want to do, fellas? You know what I fucking love? You know what Jack Watts would have loved? Just fucking yep. picnic. Get a bit of fucking salami, a bit of cheese, a bit of camembert. Oh, some Fucking get out there, yeah, dude. Fucking line out the uh, the rug and just uh, living. How good is that? Like you know, oh mate, you know when someone gives you a picnic rug at Christmas and and a lot of times you feign like indifference, like you fucking (laughs) like you go, you don't know me at all, but deep down you're like, fuck yes, another picnic rug, come on. Fuck, I hope I get a hamper to go with this. A a wicker hamper is what I really want. Thanks, mum. You know me too well. There has been a lot of picnic talk during the lockdown. Like people like kind of like even walking through a park and seeing people having a picnic. It's like, uh, okay, if okay, I well, like that's all we've got though. That's all we've got. We can't go to people's houses. Yeah, yeah, but I like you. But if you invited me to a picnic, I'd be like, <laughs> um, I'm very busy, mate. Very. What busy. about okay? What about if I invited you to a picnic with Brad Crouch and Tyson Stengel? I mean, Hello. I'm right there. <laughs> I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> you get, yeah, cops come over. What are you doing picnicking at one in the morning? Actually, that reminds me. And so you haven't touched any of this fucking. <laughs> well, they're drinking a lot of water. Um, <laughs> uh, there uh, was a. Uh, a Brisbane Broncos player who I think might have retired on the weekend. Um, yep. uh, decorated career. And then mm. in the final bit, I think they finished last this year, so it wasn't a great year for the Broncos. They definitely did. Um, and then before heading off the ground, he did a gender reveal. 
So he had a little mini rugby ball. Oh yeah. And he kicked the ball. It turned out pink. And yep. All the all the teammates were very happy and hugged him. You know, saying farewell. Now I like you, but mm. if you ever ask me to a gender reveal, I am not showing up. I've got a okay. I've got a great one planned though. You let me know, right? So what happens is I have a uh, a meth pipe, and yeah. I get the glass barbecue happening. And then the smoke I blow out <laughs> r- reveals the child. Yeah, got gotcha. oh, blue smoke. Rose having a boy. Yay! I got a better one. Okay, so yeah. better uh, than that. Yeah, a better one. So because okay. I'm expecting in a month. So okay, this one I'm planning. Okay, so Mike mm-hmm. Brady is playing up there because <laughs> <laughs> in yep, the yep. middle of the MCG. It's empty. Yep. And then at the end of it, I grab the guitar out of Mike Brady's hands and I smash it over his head and it comes yep. out pink or blue. I don't know, pink or blue, I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. But That's haunting. That, that's beautiful. Yeah, what a way to celebrate the game <laughs> than smashing Mike <laughs> Brady's guitar <laughs> over his head. I think he would like that. Oh. And let me, let me take a stab and say... He's free. Yeah, dude, I'm going to fling him 50. Like, he'll be fine. He'll be grateful. Oh, mate, you've got to take <laughs> care of him. He's not a dancer. You can pay him. Uh, from Jason, a football in real life for you from the Goldie. Hey, we, we go. got someone getting a um, little bit of a golfie uh, putt-putt. Uh, saw Ben King walking along uh, around the Pacific Fair shops in Broadbeach. He was with a lady companion. He was holding a Just Jeans bag. Must love the Joe Watson double denim look. Although I'm fairly sure it was Ben. Um, it may have well have been Max King instead enjoying the Gold Coast lifestyle. Not can't be too sure. Looking forward to visiting the best mini golf place in the world. We shall take care of you, Jason. Yeah, All yours. Uh, Put away, my friend. Put yeah, away on us and all for the people out there in the Goldie. If you you know in the latter days when you can um, spot an A football in real life, uh, give us the yell mm. and we will um, sort you out with um, King Tut's putt putt, which will be. So there, um, there would be quite a few teams now who are are free of the hubs, is that right? They would be just living as Queenslanders. That's the thing. I think there'd be a bunch of people who, you know, would come back for Victoria for, you know, family reasons and stuff like that. But I think they're just, like, dudes now just living there, just being, like, yep. you know, having a having a drink, having a, you know, uh, whatever. Um, Curly whirly fry. I suppose so, yeah, at a hog's breath. Mm. Um, just uh, at kind of the end of the year and kind of, you know. Because, um, like, I suppose... I mean, the traditional kind of end of the year trip, they always, you know, go to America, Europe or whatever. Um, but that's not really on the cards now. It's disappointing. Chattering. From Frankie. Uh, I was disappointed that there were no footballers in real life last week, so I thought I might contribute my own. From the heady days of January, when we were, we, when we could be smashed in public with our friends. <laughs> ah, they were good times. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, in January. <laughs> <laughs> I was home visiting my friends and family last Christmas and I was on a pub crawl through uh, a Port Adelaide I no longer recognise. Oh. Uh, in brackets, not a fink in front of a bar to be found. <laughs> <laughs> After spending a large chunk of the day drinking at Yoldi Pirate Life, I decided to check out the many wine bars that now litter the port. Wine oh, bars so Pirate port Life Adelaide. have a brewery there. They must, yeah. There you go. Look at you, Port Adelaide. Excuse us. I can't remember the names of the ones we ended up in, uh, but we were sat uh, coughing red and eating pizza when a group of people wandered in and took the table next to ours. Uh, It didn't take... Oh, here we go. Speak of the man. 
Uh, it didn't take much uh, notice at first, but they got rowdier, and I realised that they had the common mind that one of them was normally large and tall, much bigger than any normal human. I looked over and locked <laughs> eyes with none other than junk time favourite Jack Watts. There we oh, go. Oh, what a great, what a fitting end to to this week's junk time. It's really completed the story. You know, we've, it come, has. we've come a full loop, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was wearing speedos because he was swimming at. Uh, it must have come from the pool. No, I made that up. Uh, the look in his eye hinted at a vison pole fueled adventure around the town <laughs> <laughs> if we joined our parties up. But the look in his eyes of the two women with him said, stay the fuck out your own table. Uh, <laughs> I decided against introducing myself and I'm now only left to wonder what could have been. I oh, you have missed out, Frankie. I reckon you would have had possibly... The greatest night of your life. I guess you have plenty of time to sample the finest establishment in South Australia. Now he's retired, and now you all know where to find him if you ever ride allowed back into South Australia for a drink or two. Uh, one day we hopefully get back there, mate. Absolutely, we'll get straight off the uh, off the plane and mm. head down to the uh, Pirate Life. It sounds Brewery. very lighty da. I've I only remember I did a gig in Port Adelaide, but a long time ago, like a good you know even fifteen years ago. But I can't really remember much about the um, the fine establishments at the time. That's disappointing, Michael. Yeah, yeah, but it it seems to be you know, looking nicer with the wine bars. And if, uh, Jay Watts is walking through the door, doing some of his <laughs> finest work. We're going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Go. Go, Jack. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.